Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 10 of the TI show. And we have a really, really dope episode for you guys today. This all stemmed from our conversation in episode number nine with Graham Young. And he said that there was a gentleman known by Adrian Wesley that changed his life. And we were like, who is this guy? You know, like, what did he do? How did he do it? What's the story? And it got us really curious. And we asked Graham to say, hey, can you please make an intro? And we'd like to speak to him on the show. Um, One thing led to another. We spoke to Adrian. He was like, yep, let's do it. We're like, awesome. And we got him on the show. And we were blown away. And we can truly see why Graham had so many great things to say. A little bit about Adrian. He's a clinical hypnotherapist. He's been studying the human mind and optimizing and how to optimize it for over 23 years. Um, He's found that people, you, me, anybody, has the power to reprogram their brain through repetitive affirmations supplemented by hypnotherapy. It's unbelievable what he does, and you'll get to hear it on the show. Um, His goal is to improve the health and wellness of his clients and unlock the potential of their mind by exercising positivity. I think that's so important in today's life and how we navigate through so many things. Hearing hearing Adrian's, like, thoughts were so refreshing and so empowering, and we were really excited by it. So I don't want to say too much. I just want you guys to enjoy listening to what he has to say. And, yeah, here's episode number 10 with Adrian Wesley. Thank you, Adrian, for joining us. Um, So why don't we start by having you tell us and our listeners a little bit about what you do. Uh, Well, I'm a hypnotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist and an optimization coach. So I help people, uh, basically the the majority of the work that I do is help people turn on their personal power and uh, show people how to stop struggling and float. Um, I go over different aspects of how people are living and show them how to modify how they're living their daily life and optimize things. And uh, I do a lot of work in the subconscious mind with people as a clinical hypnotherapist, helping them remove blocks and uh, turning on the power that is that is in the subconscious. So I have so many questions for you. <laughs> awesome. um, so when you when you speak about the subconscious what does that really mean is it like in, in your mind is it your physical energy is it your mental energy what what is that how does that work well when it comes to the mind and the the brain it's it's a, like a lot of a lot of science uh, and a lot of health it's some of it still guessing it changes all the time we don't really know what's going on inside the body unless you're inside the body you know we can have in vitro tests in the lab but there's no guarantee that what's going on in the lab is exactly what's going on in the mind Um, so a lot of people look at the psychology of the mind differently everybody has a different perspective but uh but basically the way i view it and the way i've been educated is that the conscious mind is five percent and the subconscious mind is 95%. And within your subconscious mind are your belief systems, uh, your memories. Every single memory that you've ever had is cataloged in your subconscious mind. And I can access that with a client in trance. It's quite, quite incredible. To the details of what you felt at two years old, 
sitting no sitting way. beside somebody. Yeah, um, and your emotions are in your subconscious mind. Um, your senses are in your subconscious. Um, basically, ninety five percent of you is on autopilot, and it's uh, it's operating below the surface. So, for example, if you have a faulty belief system, if you have a belief in your subconscious that you're not uh, you're not worthy. That you're a bad person. Uh, you're going to be making decisions unconsciously, subconsciously throughout the day uh, that you're not knowing you're making that are fulfilling the belief that you have that you're not worthy. So um, yeah, that's that's basically how, how I've been educated and how I view the mind. Um, again, some people view the mind as separate from the brain and some people view the mind as within the brain. Again, it really depends on your perspective from the whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a breakdown of how I see it, is that um, the mind is uh, conscious, subconscious, and then uh, to me, the way I see it is that the brain is like the hardwire, uh, the hardware, where um, that's where you have the neuronal connections and all of that stuff, and they work uh, synergistically together. Wow. And how do you work with your clients to kind of transform the underlying beliefs that they have? So um, there are eight foundational beliefs that I've identified and um, they are you are loved uh, or I am loved, I am lovable, uh, I am more than enough, I am valuable, uh, I am worthy, I am good, I am safe and good things are happening. Now. Uh, before I started doing hypnotherapy, I probably had uh, the opposite of all of those seven out of eight. I didn't feel I was enough. I didn't feel I was valuable. I didn't feel I was worthy. Um, so part of it is the first step is finding out where a client is and how they think. And we get them to I get them to do some exercises after the first session to start observing and identifying what their thinking patterns are. Uh, also, we can identify very quickly from people because they they say whether or not they feel enough or whether or not they're worthy. Um, so one way that we can start to handle that is through something I call active programming, where we get the client to start uh, actively repeating things to themselves because your mind is always listening to you. Your mind is taking orders from you and your mind is creating what you tell it. So your thoughts are like the code when you type into that keyboard those keys turn into code and that code tells the hardware what to create and that's what your thoughts are doing. So step one to start changing faulty beliefs is to start actively programming yourself every day all the time. Uh, Graham, Graham Young, you guys had him on your podcast and he's a great example of uh, actively programming new beliefs with my 30-day challenge to live in the now and uh, no 30-day challenge to repeat I am enough sorry and I got Graham to repeat I am enough every day for 30 days because it takes 30 days to create a new belief and a belief is a thought that you think habitually so if you think the same thought over and over eventually it becomes a belief so he started repeating I am enough I am enough I am enough and on day three he sent me a message and said bro this sucks. I don't feel it. <laughs> and then on day 29, I got a message in the morning at 7:30 in the morning. My phone bings, and I'm like, "Bro, why are you texting?" <laughs> and Graham's all excited in the text. He's like, "Brother, I woke up this morning, and I am enough came into my head automatically, and I felt it for the first time." So he actively programmed himself. So that's step one. The second component is something I do called parts therapy, where I put someone into trance. 
and I ask them, I ask to speak, let's say they feel anxious or they feel not worthy. We'll stick to the belief system. Let's say they feel like they're not worthy. So I put them into trance and I say, I'd like to speak to the part that makes Rob feel not worthy. Please come forward and say, here. That part comes forward. And then I ask that part to take me back to the very first time it came into existence for Rob. And it goes back to a memory. And this is where I'm talking about is that the the subconscious mind catalogs absolutely everything you've ever experienced. We go back to that initial initial sensitizing event and we change the faulty belief that was taken on. You come out of that session and people, you know, I've done parts therapy with people that have a block from going to the gym. We go back to the initial sensitizing event, we reframe the incident and we come back out of that and they've been going to the gym ever since. I've helped people quit crystal meth, crack, depressed thoughts, suicidal thoughts, worthiness, financial blocks, exercise blocks, eating blocks. Um, but that part, th- that parts therapy is very unique and it, uh, it acts directly on the belief system if, if we want it to. So we change it at a deep subconscious level and we get the client to start changing it at a conscious level too, which eventually makes its way down into the subconscious. So, so when you say you put them in a trance, what does that, what does that mean? Or how is that? So the, the best way I can describe a trance is um, when I'm doing that work at the level of trance that people are in, uh, the best way to explain it is it's like when you're watching a movie and you're in that half sleepy space and you're sort of dozing in and out of sleep. That's where you would feel if you were in trance, except super, super relaxed. Um, not many people know that uh, you both have, for example, have been in thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands of hours of trance. When you are watching a movie, you go into a waking hypnosis. That's why you get scared or you cry or you get emotional because you're in your subconscious mind. If you were in your conscious mind, your conscious mind would reject it as being real, but you are in waking hypnosis. So how do you fall into that state then? Well, waking hypnosis is defined, uh, the parameters are usually that you have an authority figure and that you have emotion and focus. So the areas that you could go into trance with that that are quite common are movies because you have the authority figure being Hollywood. You have an emotion because you're into it and you're focused. Another place is the doctor. Doctors, this is uh, something that everybody needs to listen to, is that if a doctor tells you something about your diagnosis, do not listen. Listen, but write it down, but don't let it go deeply into your subconscious because when you're in the doctor's office, you're in a state of waking hypnosis. And that's a lot of times why the doctor says you have six months to live and people die within six months because that doctor inadvertently, without knowing it, has programmed that belief into their client's mind because the client is in a state of trance. Um, another, uh, another place that you go into trance is meditation is a very common, uh, state of trance. You're in a light state of trance when you wake up in the morning, uh, when you go to sleep at night in that, that sweet spot. Um, yeah, so trance is a lot more common than people think it is. And, um, either people are interested and excited about it or people are scared of it because of the way that. Uh, the movies and society has portrayed hypnotherapy and 
stage hypnotism. So people get confused with what I do with stage hypnotism, where I'm not a big fan of that because it turns people off, some people off the power of clinical hypnotherapy because the last thing I do is I'm, I don't get up every morning to get excited to make someone do something foolish. Yeah. I use trance and that deep, powerful therapy to help people become more powerful and heal. So that uh, trance is quite common. You're in a state of trance quite a bit. You go into waking hypnosis when you're driving down the highway. You ever notice that when you're in like a zone? That's a state of trance. Okay. I kind of want to go back to um, this 30-day concept that you brought up. Um, so what advice do you have for people who feel like giving up on that third day? Like maybe Graham, how he possibly felt uh, when he tried it. Well, the advice that maybe I didn't uh, I didn't uh, mention is when Graham uh, texted me on day three, I said, you just have to fake it till you make it. And that's the part that I missed. But uh, so Graham just went back and faked it till he made it. Made it. Now, uh, when you have thoughts, uh, your conscious mind is, as I said, 5%. And within your conscious mind is a, something called a critical factor. And then below that is your subconscious. Now, Normally when you're talking to somebody and you're not in a state of trance, everything goes into your conscious mind. It fills up in the critical factor. And when you sleep or you go into meditation, it dumps down into your subconscious. So that's one motivation that I explain to people is every day if you say to yourself, I am enough, I am enough, a lot of times it's all building up in your conscious mind and it's going to dump down into your subconscious. Now it's important to remember that it takes 21 or 21 to 30 days to create a new habit or a new belief. Um, so you have to stick with it and you have to, you have to remember that you are programmable, that you are the way you are because you have been programmed by the TV and the news and uh, you just have to keep going. The, the deciding factor between uh, clients having successful transformations from my perspective is how bad do they want it? How bad is the pain? Because there's a majority of people out there that are comfortably uncomfortable, where they're not comfortable with their life, but they're not prepared to make the changes. And I'm very lucky as a hypnotherapist because usually people that come to see me have exhausted all traditional means. So they've had enough. Mm -hmm. They're in enough acute pain that they do everything that they need to do. They make the changes and they have huge success. So um, I'm, uh, yeah, it, it, it's actually a lot better if clients come into my office and they are actually at their, at their end in terms of trying other things because they will commit. And it's often got to be painful enough for people to make the change. But I don't know if I fully answered the question that you, you answered. You were asking about programming in the belief system. And, and I think to end off, the, the, most, the most important thing is, again, you have to be motivated to keep, keep changing. The quality of your life is based on the conversations you're having with yourself. The conversations you're having with yourself are programming your mind to create what you're telling it. So if you're sitting there all day thinking about, I'm fat, I can't meditate, I don't have enough money, your mind is listening to you, your mind is taking orders from you, and your mind is creating that. So that's another motivator to keep working on changing your belief system. So if, if someone's at their, at their bottom, they feel that way, <clears throat> how do they turn that around? Is it, is it an instantaneous thing? Is it a long-term thing? Is it, or do you build it up in stages? How does one get out of that, that feeling? 
Well, the exciting thing about hypnotherapy is that I have the tool of trance. Now, uh, I have nothing against psychologists and counselors. Uh, they are very valuable. I've seen some in, in my own time. But the challenge is, is that you're only talking to that person with 5% of your conscious mind. And 95% of the, the important stuff is below the surface that you're not going to access with that person. So I have the ability to uh, put the person into trance. Uh, and there are many benefits that just come from going into a deep state of trance for half an hour. So if you go into a deep state of trance, similar to what science has proven from meditating for that same time, your body balances the brain waves. So you have two brain hemispheres, most people that you see, that you know on the street, their brain hemispheres aren't balanced, so their brain waves are scattered, which leads to anxious, depressed thinking. If you balance those brain waves after a good deep half an hour trance in my office, uh, it leads to optimized neural communication. So I've had clients that have come in anx anxious and depressed, and after two sessions, they're different people. Now that's not necessarily the norm, but they don't have the same anxiety that they used to. Uh, the other benefit is that I can use direct suggestions. So I create a suggestion saying uh, you crave healthy foods, you stop eating before bed, you no longer crave alcohol. And I say that to people when they're in a state of trance and it actually creates change. So that's another benefit that happens uh, from the, the trance therapy. The other component is that you get a flood of feel-good neurotransmitters after a deep trance. So people leave feeling balanced, thinking clear and zen, and they've got this new perspective and flood uh, of feel-good neurotransmitters. I also teach people how to meditate so that they start to create that for themselves on their own. And I teach people active programming, which is starting to program how you think. So when people leave my office, they get the benefit of the deep trance, plus they've got a whole bunch of tools to start changing how they feel. And how do you teach people how to meditate so that they're repeating, for example, I am enough to themselves meaningfully rather than like a robot because you told them to? Well, um, there's two, two questions there. One is um, when it comes to programming, when I, the meditation that I teach people is a letting go meditation. So you're not doing any repeating in trance. You're not doing when you're meditating, you're learning to let go of thought. You're learning to create a space of no thought where you are floating. Uh, the greatest addiction of our time is thinking. And the master skill of our time is learning to let go. And you learn to let go when you go into trance with me and you learn to let go when you're in meditation. Now back to your question about people mindlessly repeating things. That's the thing people don't understand. Your mind is listening to you and your mind is taking orders from you. It doesn't not take the order because you don't have the emotion behind it. Do you know what I mean? So when you are doing the reprogramming, a lot of that is just repetition. It's like going to, I call it going to the mind gym. My, my bicep did not get big from just a couple times of lifting that dumbbell. I had to go five times a week for 20 years and reps and different types of reps. And it's the same thing with changing faulty beliefs. You just have to keep saying it over and over to yourself. Okay. I'm trying to think of, how, I had a follow-up question for that, but... We can, I have a question. Can, yeah. I have a question. Um, I had one and then I just no, lost okay. it. <laughs> your, your, I mean, what you do must be so difficult I, I'm, and, and powerful, but it must be like really tough listening to stories of, of people struggling day in, day out. Um, 
what makes it so rewarding for you? What makes you like go home at the end of the day and be like, you know what, that was a good day? Well, it's interesting because I'm not, if I was a counselor or psychologist, I'd agree with you that it would be very tough to hear people's sad stories and then sit with that. Because if I'm a counselor or psychologist, someone comes to see me and starts crying and opens up about all their bad stuff, we talk about it, and then they leave in that space. For me, I get to talk to people for half an hour, 45 minutes, and then I put them into a state of trance and they leave feeling amazing. So I've created a shift for the client. So the client's not going home feeling like crap for a week, staying in this negative thought of what happened in the past. They're leaving feeling amazing. So uh, it's very rewarding that way because I can create quick shifts with people from trance. Um, also, it's not depressing for me hearing people's stories. It gives me purpose. It's why I never found happiness in all the major uh, companies I worked at before is because I'm here and I'm dedicated to help people end their suffering. And I'd much rather have a real conversation with somebody about what's going on. And that's part of the reason why I don't go out much because the conversations in the bars and the conversations at the parties are very surface level and not talking about really what's going on, a real conversation. So four or five times a day or four or five, four times today, I had real conversations with people. And also, uh, I get to love people and support them. And that's, that's why I'm here. That's my purpose. Um, so it's actually not tough for me. What I did find, though, that I was seeing 18 to 20 clients a week, and that was burning me out energetically. Uh, but because I have that trance component at the end, I can shift people and they leave their session feeling amazing. And that's, uh, that's very different than normal therapy. That's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Do you find that people have increased their productivity um, after seeing you? Yeah, um, I'm glad you asked that because I started working, I've uh, been in business, well, I was in, by no, in November of last year, I was in business a year and I had only worked with people that were corporate or uh, worked for somebody. So I hadn't worked with somebody that their income was directly related to the work that we were doing together. Uh, I, Graham Young actually spoke to a group of online marketers in August, 400 of them, and called it fully optimized and uh, put my slide up, my face up three times or twice because a lot of what he was talking about was what he had learned and worked through with me. Now. Uh, I obviously got calls from those online marketers and in November I started with three of them and it's an incredible story and I'm on Sunday I'm going on to a webinar with about 700 of them because the three people I started with one of them changed so these three people I will preface this they stopped drinking alcohol and they started doing my whole program because alcohol is a depressant and it brings you down vibrationally but that's another conversation but I preface this story with the fact that these three people did everything that they're supposed to do uh, in terms of the fully optimized program one of the ladies went from I think $2,500 a month in revenue she's been doing 20 grand every month since and verifiable that you could call these people and they would tell you themselves. Another guy at a Kelowna jumped from, I think it was 35 grand to 58 grand. And another lady from six to 10. And they did not spend any more money on their, on their ads and they did not change their technology. The only thing they changed was their energetics. They changed their, the, the message that they were giving off to the universe and what they were attracting back to them. It's incredible. It's, it's, not, it's more about your vibration. 
we are energy beings. They have science has proven that we are giving off electromagnetic energy, electricity, and light. And we have a vibration that we give off and we attract back to us what we vibrate. The best way I can explain it is that every day it's your job to dial into a certain radio station and match your frequency to the frequency of what you want to attract. So would you say that, um, sorry, that if people who try to fake a certain level of confidence, a certain level of um, an anxiety-free state, would you say that that's not effective because they don't genuinely believe it slash... Um, they're not giving off that energy. Well, that, that's, 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 the, that's the big difference is that a lot of people, uh, for example, watch The Secret. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that movie came out years ago, everybody was repeating things and saying, okay, I'm going to have a big yacht and a million bucks and sitting on the couch and it didn't happen. So everybody gave up and stopped. The, the challenge is, is that they were still heavy. They were still giving off a different vibration. So if you're sitting there saying to yourself, uh, everything's awesome, everything's awesome. But at the same time, you're having as many thoughts worrying you're giving off a mixed signal to the universe. And it's all about your energetics. If you are truly anxiety free, you're light, you float, you're not heavy. If you're heavy and things are stressing you out, you're giving that signal off to the universe, it's gonna give you back more. So people don't realize that you, everybody has been manifesting all their life. We are divine manifesting creation uh, vehicles. This is what we're here to do. But some, everybody's been uh, thinking about negatives and worrying and thinking about positives. So they wonder why they get a bit of both because they're giving off both messages to the universe. I have a, I have a question for you. Um, a lot of people in society and especially North America suffer from anxiety and depression. Why is that? And what can someone do when they're in that state? What can they do to help them get out of that? I'm really, I'm really, uh, really glad that you asked that. Um, uh, I struggled from uh, PTSD symptoms and generalized anxiety most of my adult life. And it wasn't until I discovered hypnotherapy that I was able to set myself free. So I uh, acutely understand uh, what people are going through with anxiety. If anybody is listening to this call and you have anxiety, I want you to realize that you're not alone. It's now the number one uh, mental disorder in in the United States. I'm not sure about Canada, but it is the number one leading problem. Uh, my one, uh, the number one biggest piece of advice for people suffering from anxiety is number one: we need to get your blood work done because we need to check the major components of your system. So uh, anxiety can be caused from hormonal imbalances. Anxiety can be caused from adrenal fatigue. Uh, Anxiety uh, can be caused from thyroid issues. So a lot of people are having anxiety because something's off within them. Uh, The next thing that needs to be addressed is how they're thinking. Almost all anxiety and depression, in my opinion, is based on a faulty belief system and faulty thinking. Again, I repeat that, most mental illness on this planet, except for schizophrenia, split personality, is because of a faulty belief system and, a f- and faulty thinking. I mentioned earlier that uh, I didn't feel I was worthy. I thought bad things happened. I didn't think I was safe. If all of those are my belief systems and my foundational belief system, uh, I'm going to be anxious. 
Uh, so the person needs to address the beliefs that are going on below the surface. It's 95% of the computer. And you need to change uh, negative, weak thoughts to the powerful, positive opposite. Because again, the quality of your life is based on the conversations you're having with yourself. And if you start to improve those conversations, the anxiety gets less because a lot of the anxiety is being created by what you're saying to yourself. So what, what are certain things that you should say to yourself? What, I am, I'm worthy, I'm great, I'm capable of being loved. Well, everybody listening tonight, what I would suggest doing is starting with the 30-day challenge to reprogram yourself that you are enough and do that for 30 days. The other thing that I suggest doing is that you become the observer of your thoughts. And when you notice negative, weak, worrying thoughts, you change them automatically to the powerful, positive opposite. When you say those powerful, positive opposite thoughts, those neurons start to fire together. And neurons that fire together wire together. So I have successfully converted a negatively biased mind to a positively biased mind by doing reps in the mind gym. So I've been just as dedicated to changing my thinking as to, as to building my physique. And you can change that. The other thing that I could tell everybody right now, number one anxiety relief tip is live in the now. There are no predators in the now. And everybody talks about, oh, I know about living in the now, but no one really truly lives in the now. If you truly live in the now, there's nothing to be stressed about. What does living in the now mean? But that's exactly my point, and I don't, I don't mean it to point out that you didn't know, but we are, we are so programmed with deferred happiness. So we are so programmed to not be present. I'll be happy when I'm on vacation. I'll be happy when I have $100,000. I'll be happy when I make my targets. But living in the now is being present. It's being here right now. You could sit with yourself in a coffee shop and have major anxiety, and it's because you're in your head mostly talking about stories that have happened in the past or worrying about the future. But if us three sit here right now, what do we have to be anxious about? If we're not allowed to think about the past and we're not allowed to think about the future, what is there to be anxious about right now? Maybe screwing up on this podcast or uh, a, a freaking missile coming through the window. That's not going to happen. We, we can just relax. So if you learn to cultivate living in the now and not spend any time thinking in the past and not spend time in your head and stories in the future, you're not anxious. The last component is breathing. The most powerful, powerful tool that you have to, to reduce anxiety and panic attacks is learning to control your breathing. You hold your breath in it. If you take a deep breath through your nose and expand your lungs, uh, it's, it signals the vagus nerve. It stops your cortisol adrenaline from slowing down and the oxygen spreads throughout your body and alkalizes you. So right there, simple tool, uh, having a panic attack, take a deep breath in through your nose, fill up your lungs, hold it for as long as you can and slowly release through your nose. Wow. All right. I think those are some pretty solid tips to cap off with. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before, before we we went live I was like okay this is either gonna go to 30 minutes or we might cut it short depending on the conversation goes but I have like 15 other questions I do need to cut it short we're hitting 30 minutes um, already somehow <laughs> but my, my, do you have do you have uh, any other questions I have one more but yeah absolutely go for it okay so a lot of people when when they say that they have um, problems with you know with they're going through like a tough time or anything like that what do they do to um, what should they do to retune that 
So it's like, okay, I'm going to go to advice. When there's something difficult, I'm going to go to advice. What should it, don't go to the advice, like be in the now. How do you, how would they reprogram that? Um, well, if I think if I'm understanding your question, if people are, uh, if people are uh, going towards some external substance to help them and deal with something, what they need to do is again, change the way they're thinking, uh, change the way that they're processing things and learn other ways of getting relief. So uh, learning to meditate, uh, learning to uh, go for a walk, learning to, uh, yeah, just doing different things that are going to cause stress relief. Uh, and again, I repeat, they have to start changing how they're thinking. Great. Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's all I have. Thank you for your time. Um, how can someone get in touch with you? Uh, my website is uh, VancouverCityHypnotherapy.com and I suggest taking a look at that website and then uh, send me a message if you have any questions and, uh, and I'll get back to you. Perfect. And we'll put, we'll put his website in the, in, the, in the comments below as well. Thank you so much for it. Awesome. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Thank it. you.